Hi. Hello. I'm Julian. And I'm Tom. We are Team Binge. And we are here binging the after party. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us. This is episode five. And this episode is Walt's episode or... <laughs> I mean, it's just that it's the high school episode. The high school episode. Doesn't even get this name as the title. Yeah. So thanks for coming back. We appreciate all of you. This episode is sponsored by Friendship. <laughs> they does not pay very well. It does not pay very well. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to hop into this right away because we don't have any admin stuff. <laughs> we kick off right where we left off from the last episode where they can't find uh, Anique mm-hmm. who is stuck in the recording room. And this starts with Danner. She's like talking into the studio, like the mirror, like her reflection. She kind of has some weird like monologue where she's kind of saying like, like, man, I know you have your agenda and I've got mine. Anik, 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 where are you? It's like almost like she knows he's in there, but I don't think she does. Is it called an aside when you're on stage and you like talk to the audience or talk? or I think it's, it's a soliloquy. Soliloquy? Okay. Yes. I was going to say that and then I was like, no, nah, that's the type of song. <laughs> it's the type of song that rappers do. But when she mentions she has her agenda, do you think it's just she wants to solve the case? Like, there seems that to be something. Assum- okay. That was my assumption. My assumption is she needs to solve this. My other assumption is maybe Danner is on some sort of like work probation. Like yeah. she's done something before and they're like, hey, gun badge the mayor's on my butt like you're off the force i don't know i feel like she's done something that she's in the doghouse on and therefore she needs this case for some reason i just feel the way they like presented her having an agenda makes it seem like maybe we'll get a little bit more of her backstory so maybe we'll we'll find out maybe her a little bit more if the question is do i think danner is the killer the answer to that is i do not okay it's definitely cult Jermaine is landing in an hour. Mm-hmm. That's what the chief brings up, or the captain, or the police manager, whatever you want to call <laughs> it's, it's him. The police manager. And she needs. He's like, "Promise me you'll be sending your report in one hour." And I was like, "I don't know. I type a lot. I I think a report's probably a lot of typing." She's not typed anything in. No, unless she can just take like pictures of that notepad that says Chelsea's <laughs> insane. Question or exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Uh, how's she gonna get a report done in an hour? I have legitimate like stress about this. Like, Danner, you're not gonna hit that timeline. Um, and it's like, what's still the middle of the night, right? Do they need that report at 4 a.m., 5 a.m.? Jermaine needs it. So when he gets on scene, he's got all those witness statements. But so, and she also mentions like that somebody's on the lam in Jennifer too. Like, what do you think's going on there? Like where, where did she go? Is she going to appear in some like, is she just napping somewhere as a pregnant lady? Do you think she's involved somehow? Is she behind the two way mirror in Xavier's room? I don't know. My assumption was the actress that plays Jen too uh, <laughs> got an offer for like to be a correspondent on the Daily Show or is going to be on Daily Update on SNL. Okay, uh, just like Shay uh, Guevara. No, 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 no. Michael Shay. Uh, Do you remember? I don't know if you remember this, but he was on the Daily Show for like half a second. They had him do like two episodes, and then he found out he got SNL. Oh, I didn't. And know And so they did like a goodbye episode for him. <laughs> And they did like a big a thing. package. Yeah, they were episodes. like, oh, we're, you know, thanks for joining us for two episodes. <laughs> I'm probably remembering this a little bit wrong, but I know he did a brief stint on Daily Show and then was on SNL. Nice. I like Michael Che. Yeah, he's he's very funny. 
I don't know where Jennifer 2 is. No one knows where Jennifer 2 is. I did start to get the feeling that maybe Gen 2, just based on some stuff that happens in this episode and you bringing up the texting stuff on phones, mm-hmm. that maybe Gen 2 might be a murderer. Ooh, actual murderer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. But pregnant women can't murder. Well, th- she's not pregnant, though. This is the other one. Oh, wait. She is pregnant. They're both, They're both pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> oh, you're right. Never mind. Pregnant women can't murder people. Wait, no. We, wait, well, we find out at the end. Jasper has the thing yes, about right. why pregnant <laughs> people might be yes. able to murder people. It all comes down to math, folks. <laughs> Danner is then talking about, oh, I've got to find out about this party. Everything's, you know. Oh, she says to the captain, it's there's a party that happened 15 years ago. And then she goes back to the main room, and much like Clue or any other murder mystery in a single location, everyone's just lounging around. Although they're all being suspects in a murder, they're all just casually hanging out, you know, laying on couches. What else are you going to do? I don't know. Be like Ned. Ned's constantly pulling things. I love Ned. (laughs) Ned's become my favorite character on the show. (laughs) She asks about the St. Patrick's Day party. Uh, and this is when we discover it's Walt's episode. Yeah. He, like, knocks over a chair. <laughs> and he has this really, I mean, the guy that plays it, and his name is? Uh, Jamie Demetrio. Jamie Demetrio. Yeah, I think so, right? Yeah, that sounds right. That actor, like, he is doing something that is both awkward <laughs> and just, but it's not, like, over-the-top, like, normal awkward. <laughs> There's something about it where I, like... I don't know what's going on here. There's so many times he does something, I was like, that's awkward, but that's also just really strange, too. It's just like these serial killer tendencies that he's kind of giving off. Oh, is off. that? Okay, I okay. Feel like yeah, it's that no, vibe. I, yeah. But this is why I don't think it's him. It's just so heavy handed about him just being so bad. I also want to bring this up at the top here. Like, the way this show is filming, uh, Walt, it's like, you know, he's the butt of every joke. And I feel like they're not like making us feel sorry for him at all like he's just always like you know nobody's paying attention to him nobody remembers his name and i feel like it's almost to a point where like i feel bad for him and i feel like a jerk laughing at him too much right i think the normal like arc of this character is he's the butt of all the jokes no one likes him or no one can remember his name but then he finds redemption in some way. Yeah. No redemption for Walt. Happens. And there's probably not going to be any redemption for Walt. And part of me finds some joy in that. <laughs> but I do feel bad for him at the same time. Yeah. But also there's certain things that like, so he knocks over this chair and you hear him like under his breath very quickly. He goes, Timber, knock it over, pick it up. It's just a very weird. That's what they say. That's what they say. <laughs> just, he's like, knock it over, pick it up. I, and I was like, I can't and then i thought i tried to think of people in my life that have been so awkward and like like you try and help them but sometimes you just can't you know and that's who walt is to me i don't you feel like anybody's tried him. to help him though that's that's maybe the the sadness i think of, it's of walt. i think it's very difficult to help walt mm-hmm. but anyway so walt lets us know that uh, it was his party and then we discover what his full name is tom and what is his full name uh walt butler which is funny because the butler always did it. That's I did not think of that. That's a great point. The butler is always the murderer in these. What I thought was great is just the very quick joke of Indy going, oh, he's the butler. And then Ned going, uh, we're pretty low on ice. Yeah. All those were just, were just great. 
<laughs> and it. then we see he's like, I was with you guys on the whole time. And we see him like in all the critical oh, moments. Oh, so good. And then he's in the car. That was that was the best. A little montage of him. And he's like, oh, hey, uh, hey, Brett, how's it going? Yeah. And he's, uh, I was in the car with you. <laughs> that was great. And this is about the time where Anik wanders in. And he's got to pretend like it's yeah. not weird that he disappeared for several hours. <laughs> Just looking at walls and trying to pretend uh, no big deal. And I thought this was very funny. Just like the theme is no one knows who Walt is. No one can remember his name. Danner is like chastising Anik, like, where have you been? And she goes, this gentleman was just about to tell us about the party or something. And yeah. so clearly she's already forgotten his name, which I thought was a wonderful joke. There's got to be if we go back and watch it. I wonder if anybody ever even says the name Walt outside of him. I don't oh, think anybody repeats no. his name, like, ever. No. You I never hear another I don't think. And maybe we're all going to feel real dumb at the end of this. Like, maybe this is all a clue or something we were supposed to pick up on. But, no, I don't think anyone ever <laughs> says Walt's name. He wanted to throw a party. This is Walt is like, she's like, oh, here, let's go talk. And he's like, no, I want everyone to hear this. Yeah, right now. And so he starts to talk about the party. And this, once again, just in terms of line, line reading, <laughs> he's like, I wanted to throw a party that touched your souls. <laughs> and he's like, get messed ass up on some damn ass booze. <laughs> Cuts to Ned. Like, and Ned goes, what? <laughs> and forgive my swearing, but I can't read that line without saying it exactly. Like We're talking about donkeys. It's fine. Yeah, without that's true. Uh, donkeys and the uh, barricading of water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Some people are just bad at swearing. Mm. Like, have you met people in your life? And they're typically like, I don't know, like 12-year-old kids that just like <laughs> find the words. And so they're like, oh, I'm going to say them. Or like all of us when we first started swearing. And then there's some people like Roy Kent that swearing is just an art. It is. It's brilliant. It is. It is brilliant. Then we cut to the mind movie. Okay. So if each episode, Tom, is a like a movie style or like it's based on something. Mm-hmm. So we've had rom-com, we've had like psycho psychological thriller, we've had the musical dance numbers. Mm-hmm. Where did you categorize this one? I think this is a just generic high school party movie. So I would I would equate it to like Can't Hardly Wait, which is probably more in this time frame. Okay. Um super bad uh and you know uh, like I don't know, you can probably even go further back to like uh not fast times, but um, I would put like the American Pie or American, American Pie, Pie stories. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. Not so much party, but yeah, same kind of like. Isn't there a party in every one of those? Isn't like the isn't the theme is like oh we got to get to the party like. I, I, I gotta like, be honest. I don't know that I ever saw American <laughs> Pie or any of them. I don't know if there was a big party that they were getting to. There was one at the very end, but I don't know. There like, pie, oh, there was a pie making competition. They were all trying to get correct, to. Correct. I'm assuming based on the title of the film. Once again, I never saw it. <laughs> So, uh, surprisingly, they make them in Germany. They make what in it's Germany? A, it's a pie Germany eating contest. It's American pie. That's a really poor attempt at humor. You can oh, cut that man. out. <laughs> I was lost, but I found my way back to where we are. Here's what... <clears throat> Do you like these kind of movies? I mean, when I was, like, younger, I did. Like, Can't Hardly Wait, I think, was, like, right in my wheelhouse when I was younger. And it was just, like, silly, over-the-top, like, a guy trying to, like, find his crush. And it's actually, now that I think about it, this episode is very much can't hardly wait because yeah. like the nerdy guy is trying to like uh confess his love to sure. jennifer love hewitt so i've never seen can't hardly wait and i think i enjoyed this episode 
but like what I realized about myself is I hate this genre of movie. <laughs> yeah. Like I avoid them. I don't find them like humor. I, I maybe it's just because I can't relate. You mm-hmm. know, having been someone who intellectually was too smart to go to high school, I skipped obviously oh, from okay. middle school to Harvard. I did. Um, and. No, I, I just I don't know because I was because you're like I was like oh what movies are these like and I'm like oh all the movies I didn't see because I didn't have interest in them. Well, you saw Superbad. I saw Superbad. Yeah, I would I would say Superbad is is different than these though. It's more of like a grown up version of it where like it was not like as teeny boppery as the Can't Hardly Wait was. Yeah, I don't know, and also like. There's a difference between Freddie Prince Jr. and Michael Sarah. <laughs> I can't quite put my finger on it, but there is a difference between those two gentlemen. Correct. Anyways, we... I just love I love how this starts, though. How we get the name stamp pops up high school. It doesn't even pop up Walt's name. Because all the other episodes have given us the person's name. Yes. This one... It's no on one Walt's remember. face. The, sh- the show cannot remember <laughs> Walt's name. It doesn't have time for it. And it pops up high school. And like throughout this entire sequence, I'm sure I'm saying uh, something that everybody has seen, but like he is in the background yep. of every yep. single sequence here. And I feel like Walt like missed his calling. Maybe he should be like an international like spy or espionage <laughs> because he remembers all of this stuff yeah. and he was never involved in any of the conversations. And it's just so funny to see him acting his heart out in a blurry background because he's like, everything's focused on the foreground. It's so great. Yeah. There are some shows that do background stuff very well and this did it well and Walt was great. There's like episodes of like Scrubs or Arrested Development where something's happening in the background, which is funnier than what's happening yeah. in the four. And yeah, I agree with you. We start in high school. We see uh, Dope, Jasper, and Anik arriving. Uh, Anik, we find out, got into Stanford, mm-hmm. and Jasper got into Berkeley. So both these guys are uh, Doing pretty, well. pretty smart cats. Yeah. And Eugene. Um, <laughs> Soon to be Xavier Correct. shows up and he is driving what, Tom? One sweet, sweet Mazda Miata. Mazda Miata. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Mazda Miatas, Tom? And this is not to cast any dispersions on our listeners who drive Mazda Miatas, but I always thought they were like the silliest of all sports cars. Yeah. Like I think they're like kind of dirt cheap. I think they rebranded them now. They're not even called Miatas anymore. They're like Mazda RX somethings or others. But that's smart. Yeah. That's never, smart. Not a big fan. Um, I love them. They're my favorite car. <laughs> okay. I kind of set you up for that one. <laughs> He's playing a song, and that song is, I'm going to say it's Riding Dirty, yep. just based on how many times they say Riding Dirty, mm-hmm. and I'm going to guess the artist is Nelly. Uh, that's wrong. You want to try again? Uh, I don't. <laughs> you don't have any other rappers? Uh, all the other ones I think would have been dead at this time, <laughs> okay. so I don't know. Uh, it's by Chameleonaire. Okay. Chameleonaire. Uh-huh. Okay, I've heard the name Chameleonaire before because Liz Lemon on 30 Rock makes a Chameleonaire joke. I remember it being funny. I don't remember the joke. The license plate says Xavier. Xavier number one. Xavier number one? Yes. Do you think there's a number two then? Or is that an anticipation of there being a second, like, blue Mazda Miata? No, I think this is just him saying, I am number one. Okay, Xavier number one. We find out Jasper told him that Xavier sounded more alternative. And he explains this to Anik, and he's like, I regretted it almost immediately. And he's like, I also got his new demo. It sounds like hot pop garbage. <laughs> and I think they did a very funny thing here. And it, like, I know my wife really enjoyed this twist is 
in present time, Jasper is like not in the music industry. And the assumption is that Xavier cut ties and went big because Scape Diem was garbage. Mm -hmm. But it turns out that Xavier wanted to go pop. Jasper only believes in Ska. Yeah. Papa's so, a fad. Ska yeah. forever. Yeah. So Jasper's <laughs> the one that broke him up. Yeah. I thought that was just an interesting... I did not see that coming. I thought it was great. No, I liked it. And I think the way that this was like shot, because we got Jasper's movie first, and he was kind of like trying to like keep pushing Xavier to like, hey, you got to do my demo. You got to help me out. Whereas when we go back to high school, it's the exact opposite where... He's like, oh, I told him to go by Xavier, but it's super stupid. Right. I think it all poppy. So it just kind of flips the script on it. And I thought it was good, too. Yeah. Uh, I would relate Jasper to being one of those people that works at an office building of like 15 people who all put into the lotto every week. And then that one person's like, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. <laughs> and then the office wins the lotto and they're the one person left out. Now he's a bit better. That's the Jasper. Yeah. yeah. This is why he's our murderer. Yeah. Oh, you're still on Jasper, huh? Yeah. Okay. I've got some thoughts. We, well, we'll now, get to the the audience, end. now the audience is all going to leave us because you revealed who you think it is. I, I still have multiple thoughts that are I'm glad growing. you have multiple thoughts, Tom. I'm glad <laughs> Only, you're not a man of singular mind. I have three thoughts. Three thoughts. Wonderful. I hope we get to at least two of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this is also when Jasper brings up, he's like, oh, by the way, uh, Eugene thinks you stole his spot to Stanford. And I thought this brought up some funny, funny stuff. Yeah, well, and I also think it kind of like maybe put a little bit of... Uh, like revenge-ish plot from Xavier's perspective where like this guy stole my spot to Stanford or something like that. Like almost maybe created some kind of grudge between them. No? Oh, no, I think that's exactly right because I think Jasper makes some comments to Xavier that he's constantly like, oh, Anik is against me. And yeah. so that leads to the events that happen here, mm-hmm. which then in turn down the road lead to Anik thinking Xavier's out to get him. Yeah. Just because of that history. Well, and is he? Maybe he is. Maybe he is. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Xavier says, the car was a gift for getting on the wait list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, my dad says it's really hard for children of alumni to get in these days. <laughs> they save so many spots for scholarship kids and stuff. <laughs> and he, like, looks at Anik. And Anik's like, it must be tough to be a child of privilege, huh, Eugene? <laughs> Great back and forth right oh, there. Oh, boy. I loved it. And I'm so glad. I think I said this after we watched the first episode, but... I'm really glad that Dave Franco, like, is in more of this than just the guy that died in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like, having to do the flashbacks, but then seeing this episode. Although he does not come off like a very good person in this episode. No, he's just totally oblivious to this. Doesn't even realize, like, what he is saying and that, yeah, he's just a son of a rich kid. That and what happens with Chelsea, I would also argue. Uh, Xavier, not a good guy. Well, I feel like Eugene, Eugene is just a rich white kid of privilege that is oblivious to a lot of this once he becomes xavier then he like kind of puts on that persona oh okay okay i'm gonna argue that they're the same person (laughs) but um if you think he has like bipolar personality you think eugene is still alive but xavier's dead uh no i think they're the same person (laughs) so i think they're both dead okay okay i think they're alive in our hearts but dead Mm. um very much dead in like a cold meat walker. Okay, I've got thoughts on that later. Okay. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> I was going to say that at the end Nothing. of the sequence. <laughs> Nothing says, so we haven't gotten to one of your three thoughts yet. <laughs> Nothing says like 2000s um, 
a teen movie, quite like a Jimmy World drop. Mm. Uh, and I, Tom, I, I will go to my grave. This song is the worst Jimmy World song. You don't like this jam? No, I can't stand this song. I, I want to go on record. I love Jimmy Eat World. Okay, they're local I, now. They're I, Arizona yeah, band. They're from here. I love a lot of their albums mm-hmm. from back in the day. I hate that this song is the one that gets played on like sports stuff and commercials and in shows. I just hate it. It's got a catchy beat, man. I enjoy it. I don't find it catchy at all. I respectfully disagree. In fact, I started a Reddit um, <laughs> where all of you that are against the middle, a Jimmy Eat World song, and think it's a average song that for some reason became really popular. Join me on my Reddit, and it's r slash justice for all other Jimmy Eat World songs, not the middle. Is that how Reddit works? I don't, I don't know. I don't really Reddit that often. Oh. I assumed you are going to do another change.org. No. No, no, no. Oh, and join me. Uh, I'm going to do, what's the thing where people send money? Uh, I'm going to go uh, GoFundMe there you go. to try and get the middle pulled off of the the airwaves. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Okay, I will. Uh, as your uh, partner, I'm not going to be involved in creating this, but as your partner, I get 50%. Okay, that's fine. I would like to just once again go on record. I love Jimmy Eat World. I can't stand that song. Um, we meet Brett and Ned, who are uh, broing it up in the courtyard. I feel like this is where we need to talk about like the makeup that's going on <laughs> with these characters. How so, Tom? <laughs> and you mean how good it is, and how they aged these people down? I so feel well? like when they started at Walt, I feel like they just caked makeup on him, and I thought that was actually kind of good, like the little like kind of emo-y hair going over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But once they get to like Brett and Ned here, with just like. The, the big hair that just kind of like flops over a kind of part in the middle kind of deal. Like it was clearly like, all right, these are clearly 40 year olds that they're pretending are 18. I was kind of like, oh, it's part of the joke. Like we're yeah. just like doing bad wigs and we're like, oh, this was 15 years ago. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I guess I'm thinking about it. I was like, can I pull off? Can I pull off 18? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But I rock a heavy beard. Also- I feel like if I shave my beard, I look like much younger so all i know tom is you look very handsome thanks man um no i agree with you i was like all these people look 40 and it's and it's great um ned is upset because he broke up with chelsea or chelsea broke up with him so yeah yeah we did not realize that that they were former um i don't know participants in a relationship i don't know what you the can right say term it. Is. former lovers i don't know if it was love though tom hmm yeah, that did seem to get over it pretty quickly. Yeah, he did. With or did he? Jen. Oh, that's true. He may still be holding a grudge. Brett's got his eye on Zoe. I don't know how he has eyes on anyone with those bangs in his <laughs> eyes, but whatever. Um, Tom, let's talk about aging actors up and down. Uh, I have got to say the best aging up I've ever seen uh, in a movie is Matt Damon as the old man in Saving Private Ryan. That's probably <laughs> I don't know. That's probably the best time an actor's ever been aged up. I think that agree was or disagree. I think that was a different actor. What? What? Did I blow your mind right there? No. You see him <laughs> aged. They did one of those time lapse cameras. Oh, they do at the very end. <laughs> yeah, they did a time. They made him stand there for forty <laughs> he years. He was in that graveyard for forty. And years. then he died. He died, Tom. He died. The um, no. I break this up because like. 
It's something that's almost impossible. And oh, uh, what was the the Scorsese uh, the Irishman show? The Irishman, yeah. where they tried to make a Bob De Niro like thirty years old, and, and it was like, like all 70. like yeah, it was like praised as being so great, but like it's just it was not not good. <laughs> hey, uh, this is everyone. Join my other Reddit page, <laughs> Hollywood. Stop trying to age people up and down with makeup. It doesn't work. You have to, and like I feel like. The movie that's coming to mind is like Guardians of the Galaxy with uh, Russell. I was gonna say Russell Crowe, uh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Yeah. I feel like they do a really good job. I think they did it in some of the other Marvel movies where it's it's half makeup and like with bits of CGI. When they try to do it like full on CGI, it just looks so goofy and it's all in the mouth, like the mouth and the eyes. They sure. can never get right. Sure. Well. I think we've brought it up on this podcast. We both really enjoyed the series, which is very different than this one. Um, Black Mass? No, what was it called? Yeah. Midnight uh, Mass. Midnight Mass, yeah. Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass, when you see the actor, <laughs> the actress that's playing the the grandmother, and you're like, that is a young person playing an 80-year-old person. And you can almost, like, it almost telegraphs the plot of the show. 100%. Because you know yeah. that person's going to appear young. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways... My Reddit is Hollywood stop aging people up and down with makeup. It doesn't work. Just do what they did to Matt Damon in Saving Private Ryan uh, at change.org. Okay. Was that right? All right. Anyways, enough of that. I still really enjoyed this episode, even though I'm frustrated with their Jimmy World choice and their aging up and down choice. Walt gets hit with a football. Um, Brett doesn't know his name. He's nope. like, are you okay, man, or dude, or whatever? Mm-hmm. And it's so great because they're lab partners. They're oh, lab they are. Partners. They do get the chem lab. In fact, in the beginning of this episode, and we skipped over it because it's Walt in the car alone and no one cares about Walt, uh-huh. he goes, I wanted to throw this party, so I told my lab partner, Brett. And Brett does not know who well, um, you know what? Walt is. Now that you say that, I feel like that's why everybody thinks this is Brett's party and yes, Brett's thing. Uncle. Because, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, he, Walt told Brett first, and then Brett told everybody else, so then boom. And they all think it's his uncle who's over in Kosovo for his <laughs> second tour. Yeah. Chelsea, Zoe, and the Jennifers are all hanging out. And there's, I didn't understand this scene. Like, were they friends? Were they not friends? Were they, as the kids call it, frenemies? <laughs> yep, I didn't understand because they seemed, is caddy the right term? Am I I'm allowed to use caddy if it's not the guy that's carrying my golf clubs when I'm <laughs> at the Har- Harvard golf course? I was on the Harvard golf team. It is the Stanford of the East. Uh, is it, okay. Um, yeah, it is It is odd. Uh, like, they don't seem to be very close friends. And even, like, later when Zoe and Chelsea kind of hang out at the party, they kind of mention, like, the Jennifer, the they're in their own little world. Yeah. And this is where I get that thing of like Chelsea even sends like mentions like, hey, this is not all about you guys because Jennifer's are trying to make it about them. Um, and it, this kind of goes back to where I think all those texts that Chelsea was getting the night of the after party, the main the main party is from the Jennifer's like they're just being jerks to her. Oh, so, OK, you, there was nothing that was said in here that you're saying directly like correlated. To I think text. it's just more of it. You're yeah. saying it's just the vibe of. Hey, we don't want you here. No one wants you around. And then being catty specifically to okay. Chelsea. Yeah. Okay. Do you think do you think Chelsea has a handicap or do you think I mean if she has she a handicap? A uh I mean it's probably like maybe 5, 5 handicaps. She okay. seems like a good Maybe we should tell people uh, just so no one gets upset from the alumni network at Harvard that <laughs> I did not go to the Harvard of the East as you pointed out. I went to the Harvard of the West, <laughs> ASU. Hey. Uh Aren't we the Harvard of the West? 
Well, uh, sure. <laughs> okay, okay for, that works. Thanks for backing me up on that one, no, partner. No, I started to do some... I, I was like, I thought you were equating it to Stanford at first, and I'm like, well, technically we're east of Stanford. Join me at my other Reddit page, <laughs> Julian Needs a New Podcast Host Partner, because Tom won't agree with him that ASU is the Harvard of the West. We're looking at you, Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> Barrett will listen to this in months. He's not caught up. <laughs> All right. Then we cut to chemistry class, and it's Zoe and Anique flirting. Just they're having a lot of fun. Why these two kids didn't end up together, I'll never know. <laughs> yep. Although this episode explains why. Uh, they talk about the party. and well, well, we get a quick cut, too, of them like writing on each other, which is, like a, I think, a call in to... Anique getting written all over because she takes a permanent marker and starts writing on his goggles. Yeah. yeah, so I think it's a little like play on that. Yeah, Anique and Jasper are great. They're like celebrating. They're so happy. <laughs> like for not each touching other. hands. Like yeah, a little yeah, dance. Yeah, yeah. Great. I Ben Schwartz just from like a I don't know physical comedy standpoint, and you can tell because he's the one that does all the improv. Like mm-hmm. and I don't know. He's. Just you so ever much watch, fun to watch? This is kind of out of left field. Do you ever watch? Um, is it out of left field? Like the fact that we're talking about Harvard golf, Tom. <laughs> Uh, no, that's Harvard baseball team. You don't have to apologize for anything in any field. This is why this we episode... We don't get paid for this. Say what you want, man. This is why this episode is going to be an hour and 45 minutes. Because <laughs> we were trying to rush and look at uh, us go. No, but uh, Ben Schwartz does like a comedy shtick with uh, Thomas Middleditch, where they do like a full-on improv show that's like an hour long improv from long, like stuff. long form. Long form. Thank you. That's what my Harvard improv team used to call <laughs> okay. it. Long form. And it is incredibly fascinating. I would encourage you to watch. I'm pretty sure it's still on the Netflix. Um, but they've got like four episodes. That's just a live studio or like a full on theater. And these guys are just taking a handful of things and make this whole entire improv thing. It's really, really cool. I remember you pointed me to one of the episodes. I watched it. Yeah, it's great. It's certain. Those two guys are, are very funny. Mm-hmm. This is around the same time that Anik points out that he's got to make a mix CD for <laughs> for Zoe, which is, I mean, very of the times, right? So like of making mix CDs. I used to. I probably still have a CD case with all my mix <laughs> CDs. I made them for me because I'm selfish, um, but it was also a really bad way of like burning out on an, a song because you just put all the songs you like on an album. Mm-hmm. You'd blow through those, and then you'd be like, "All right, I'm pretty sick of all these songs." Very true. So I've tried as I've matured, as I've uh, you know gone to Harvard Business School and matured, <laughs> I have done my best to listen to whole albums rather than okay. just cherry picking. Yeah, good and call. actually, this isn't at all true because I have Spotify lists with just songs from artists I like. So this has all been a lie. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Friendship and Lying. <laughs> this is about the time. <laughs> 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 Go on. This is about the time Brett explodes yeast all over Walt. He's trying to, like, do a joke to impress Zoe. Mm -hmm. And you just felt bad for Walt in this moment, didn't you? I just covered in it, and, like, he ends up apologizing to Brett for it. Again, I just... They don't give me anything to, like... Well, we'll get to it, but there's, like, one moment where you think Anik is going to, like, have a heart-to-heart with him, and it just gets shot down. It's just... I don't know. It's it's almost too heavy-handed, where I want Walt to win a little. Listen, um... This would be a moment where I would give, and I know violence isn't always the answer. <laughs> Half the time it's the answer. I would give Walt the opportunity to punch Brett in the face uh, if he did this. I just feel like it's it's warranted to at least 
apply violence in this situation. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, probably. Because if you don't stop it at some point, he's just going to be shooting yeast all over your body for the rest of the semester. Listen, my three-year-old kid this week, uh, teacher, I, I go to pick him up. Teacher's like, yeah, he had a bad day. I'm like, what happened? He's like, oh, he kicked a kid in the face. And I was like, what happened? He's like, oh, like, like the kid pushed him. So like, I, I mean, you don't know who yeah. started it, but I'm kind of like... Your kid finished it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How's being a prideful dad now, Tom? Like at one you point, I'm like, I can't have my kid, like, especially at three, like be punching a kid. But like, if he's, if the other kid instigated yeah. it, you defend yeah. yourself. It's like, a slippery slope. <laughs> it's a slippery slope. How good did you feel when you got in the car with uh, your son and you were like, hey, man, you can't do that. But good job. <laughs> yeah, wink. Good job. Now, there was a one time some kid was uh, messing with my younger kid and my older kid got in the mix and defended <laughs> And I was like, yeah, great. Yeah, That's yeah, good. Yeah, right. Way to protect your younger sibling. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm with you. It's a, a slippery slope and violence is only the answer half the time. The party starts. The camera work during this. We get like, it's like B-roll of high school, like, parties well right? and it's that weird guy that like has the camera and he's like recording it kind of too yeah. and it kind of cuts intersperses with his like camcorder stuff yeah i didn't like all the dark and then the the camera light in people's faces yeah. i didn't need that but it was certainly of a time uh-huh. pizza or stew that's what you're <laughs> offered when you arrive at walt's house walt's a great host he lo- i mean i don't know what he's doing now do we know what he does now for a living uh no okay there, yeah no we'll ever well, find he out. should be a host for house parties because <laughs> uh giving people the option of stew or pizza i mean let's th- cover all your bases you well, want something warm and liquidy <laughs> you want something warm and doughy you got them both right there <laughs> and he's telling this to zoe as she's walking in and then she's just like no thank you passes by and then in the background he's like oh i just had a good conversation with zoe yeah like, who he's saying that to no one knows yeah to, to nobody his yeah his delivery all the lines from him are so awkward Zoe asks Jasper where Anik is, and uh, Jasper's got to, like, buy time, and then he calls Anik, and Anik's still putting together this mix CD. Did you pay attention to the songs on this mix CD? I didn't, but I do have to mention, like, Jasper's transition, where he's, like, drinking, and then headbutts his drink to then call. Oh, was such a, like, (laughs) high school boy thing, like, that weird, aggressive, oh, it was so good. I'm glad you brought that up, because I watched it, and I was like, I would have done something like that oh, as a high so school good. boy just to be stupid. No, but tell me tell me what's on Zoe's Tropes A to Z. Zoe's Tropes A to Z. Here's what's great about Spotify. I typed in Zoe's Tropes A to Z. Someone's made this playlist. <laughs> so great. I was like, instead of having to like, I paused and tried to like write it down because sometimes he's blocking it with his hand. Uh, and then I was like, I'll just look it up on Spotify. It was all there. So what is, we should probably, I don't know. We're not going to look it up. What does tropes mean? What's the definition of tropes? Tropes, I think of tropes as like a common thing that's done in like a TV show, but I don't know because we've talked about is. like this this series is movie tropes, right? Right. Like they're literally doing movie tropes, and now that he's calling this uh, playlist that he's burning for her Zoe's tropes A to Z, it just seems kind of interesting. And again, he's calling it A to Z, Anique to Zoe, which I guess we get to with the acronyms here. Hit us the, up. What's, what's the definition? The definition of trope is a figurative or metaphorical use of a word or expression. 
Okay. So is that is he's trying to do that with like? Well, no, he's like an anagram. He's here, metaphorically right? expressing himself through song. Does that work? <laughs> Write know. us at teampagepodcast at gmail or visit my fourth Reddit page. <laughs> I don't remember what we were talking about. Here's the track list for those of you keeping track. Angel by Shaggy. Yep, we know that one. Do you remember hearing this song in this TV show? Yeah, this is how it starts, I think. It's him rolling up, Mm -hmm. listening to Zoe's favorite song. He's getting in the mind zone. Yeah, these guys. (laughs) Mind zone. (laughs) Very good. No Sleep Till Brooklyn by, he just writes Beasties, but we know them as the Beastie Boys. Correct. We're not that close with them yet. That's true. Mr. Beastie Boys, we like to call them. (laughs) I Get Around by Tupac. Okay, nice. I'm not familiar with that song. I'm going to be honest, I'm not familiar with most of these songs other than No Sleep Till Brooklyn. And yeah, I mean, Angel, because we heard it on this one. Keonda mm-hmm. uh, Guerrero by Beck. <laughs> Nailed it. Did I nail it? That has to be how it's pronounced. Heart of Glass, Blondie, Everywhere, Fleetwood Mac, One Sweet Day, Mariah Carey, and Boys, oh, Two Men, and Ziggy Stardust by David Bowie. Do these songs all, like, are these all love songs? Do these songs have a theme? No, I feel like the last one, too, in, in Ziggy Stardust was just simply, we needed a Z. Oh. <laughs> so we're going to choose this one. Oh, that's right, because it spells it's an acronym. Anique, Anique Heart yep. Zoe, but Zoe's backwards, unless I... <laughs> did you do it wrong? Did it wrong? No, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure I did those in order. Zoe, Maybe they're, they're both going to the heart. Anik oh. is going to the heart and Zoe is going to the heart. Okay. They meet in the middle. All I, I know, know, Tom, is you're wasting my minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we're Which just is such a great line. Such a 2006 thing where oh, minutes are not man. a thing. I'm running out of text messages and I'm running out of minutes. Those of you kids that are listening, we used to be limited by how many minutes we could talk on our cell phones and how many texts we could send. Correct. You're welcome for modernizing the world <laughs> so that you have unlimited internet. Tom and I did that for you. <laughs> Zoe and Chelsea are like bonding in the kitchen and they discuss the Jennifers being catty and mm-hmm. unfriendly and not being nice. They start doing shots. Zoe's like, yeah, we're going to go to college. We're going to make the same mistakes, but with different people. <laughs> I was like, hey, cool. Cheer. Yeah. <laughs> Way to live with no regrets. That's the <laughs> tattoo you get when you believe in those sorts of things. I do like this how it cuts to Chelsea like sitting on the kitchen like um counter or whatever and she's like wiping off the icing of the cake which says like Walt's party or something. Oh, she removes the name. <laughs> yeah, she removes Walt, <laughs> which is like the first of uh, Walt trying to literally put his name on mm-hmm. the party. It's it's him trying to get people <laughs> to remember his name. Yep. Which he makes some some choices throughout this. He does. Brett shows up with that haircut and those mm. bangs, and <laughs> he's like, "You guys are talking about me, talking about my butt, maybe." <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, that actor plays a high school boy very well. Doesn't look like a high school boy, but plays a high school boy very well." Was he wearing a leather jacket in this episode? No, no. he's in like he hadn't a, gotten there I think yet. he was in like a jersey, maybe. Okay. No, the leather jacket. You got to be like 35 when you get a leather jacket, okay. and that's when it's cool. Okay, okay, not yeah. cool then. Um, and then I think it cuts to the pool, and this is again where Walt is trying to put his name on the party. He's got like pool floaties that spell out Walt, but it's backwards and spells malt. Malt. But I love how he's like pouring extra green into the pool, Ugh. and then the cut to Ned, like, what's a pool guy doing here? Yeah. Once again, <laughs> no one knows who Walt is. They're all at his house. I got news for Walt. Walt. You can almost do nothing and your pool will turn green. I've, I've, <laughs> I can attest. Had, I, 
It happens to me all the time. As pool owners in Arizona, we can attest. Don't take put chlorine in it, and it will turn green. <laughs> this episode's been brought to you by Friendship, Lies, and Chlorine. <laughs> Jasper does a really bad keg stand, and then he does the ska dance, that like leg kick thing. Mm-hmm. And this is great because he brings it up when he's having his heart-to-heart with Jasper about how pop uh is not the future for them Mm -hmm. and he's like you can't even do a dance in those clothes or something and he does the ska dance again i loved it i loved every part of it xavier's got a new look yeah he comes in pretty hot with some bleached uh i guess bleached tips but he's got that center part yeah he calls it chardonnay chardonnay all day (laughs) (laughs) uh the center part which is uh which is a choice uh, I had the center part when I was, I think, in high school. Still got a center part, Not a Tom. great, Not a great choice. Uh, the big puffy jacket. Uh, again, just screaming like Nick Carter, Backstreet Boys, oh, like these okay. kind of guys. Okay, yeah. He's like, oh, and this is Jasper's like, I'm going solo. And Xavier's like, y- you mean just you? By yourself? Yeah. yeah. By yourself? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's what solo means. Uh, Xavier... Oh, thinks that it's Anique's fault because Jasper makes a comment about like Anique thinks this, or yeah, mm-hmm. and this just adds to the feud between these two. And then I think this is where Anique shows up and Xavier shoves him in the pool. Yeah, this is. I mean, Anique is the Yoko of ska. I think is what we can, what we can call it here. <laughs> of ska diem. Ska diem. Correct. Oh, not Sky as a whole. Anique didn't <laughs> break up. Genre. Do you think Anique was the reason why Five Iron Frenzy and the OC Supertones broke up? <laughs> Incredible. Um, but yeah, I think this is where Anique kind of comes in and he's kind of asks Xavier, like, hey, have you seen Zoe? He's kind of oh. looking around. He kind of does a weird, like, turn around or whatever. And this is where, yeah, he gets shot in the pool. Eugene shoves him in the pool. Mm-hmm. Why did his pants come off in the pool? So he he uh, he pantsed him. Xavier pantsed him right before he pushed him out of the pool. Oh, I must have missed that because yes. he hops out of the pool and his pants are around his <laughs> ankle. And I was like, why'd your pants come off the That's pool, That's the first man? thing. So when and Anique turns his like, back. stop talking to the television. They won't answer you. I was like, okay. When Anique first turns his back, he pants him, which I think is reminiscent of what happens at the after party where uh, Anique wakes up with his pants down. So I'm assuming. Oh, this is all Xavier. Probably again. Xavier pulled his pants down again and wrote "I heart diarrhea" on him. Yeah, no, you can't pull people's da- pants down anymore. Not in this day and age. Mm, you nope. get sued. You will get sued. This once again just remind me of this genre of like high school could be cruel and like a lot of these movies like someone's getting <clears throat> messed with and everybody just, just laughs. Yeah, and, and you're just like, oh, just punch that person in the face because violence is the answer half the time. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Walt gives Anique some dry clothes. <laughs> and this was a great. He's like, uh, you bring a spare set of clothes to, uh, <laughs> to, a party? to parties? He's like, this is my house. And he's like, it's your house and this is the best you could find? And it's a Bush and Cheney shirt. It's like, so yeah, it's my, it's my little brother. She's got some weird stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't realize at first it was a tank top. <laughs> yeah, when he finally comes out to the party wearing it inside out, which is which is fantastic. He's too ashamed to wear it properly. And so they start to like share some things with each other. And I think this is what you were bringing up earlier. Yeah, like the music kind of cuts. He's like trying to blow dry the uh, 
what is it like the album art that he created for this little cd okay and he kind of says like yeah man you just gotta put yourself out there sometimes and then the second walt tries to come back and like have an actual conversation <laughs> you're driving back on. Sure. yeah Ugh, such a bummer man that was good we see brett and zoe bonding on the couch she thinks it's brett's party we find out that Brett, uh, due to what scholarship, Tom, is going to go to Brown. And Brown is a really good school, if I recall. Are they considered Ivy League? I think so. Yeah, but they, he's got a squash scholarship. Squash scholarship. Squash is like um British version of racquetball, I believe, right? I, I looked up squash. I'm like, what is squash? I think, like, I think I literally searched squash versus racquetball. It says, racquetball is played with a racket, and it's spelled at R-A-Q-U-E-T, where squash is played with a racket r-a-c-k-e-t like i don't know no, what there's more differences than that i'm pretty sure there is but that's what this internet article started with and i didn't care to go any further okay <laughs> i thought a squash ball was different than the blue rubber ball you play with in yeah maybe the, maybe it's just the ball but i think you still have like a paddle or a racket of some sort that you're hitting it with and it's against a wall i don't know i love all paddle sports canoeing kayaking chelsea and xavier in the kitchen <laughs> They're like, oh, we want to do something with our lives. They're having that like typical like existential. Yeah, they're both having gonna... crisis right now. Right, right. And the uh, separation of Eugene and Xavier is her equivalent of her the breakup with Ned. Mm-hmm. They're both going through breakups, and she's like, I found this thing that if you put enough alcohol in your body it will cure you and that's just timeless advice that is just timeless advice the steam binge we can we could say yes we're gonna test uh, diet mountain dew and booze uh, i do like xavier's like yeah we should get hella faded like just hella faded. such a weird such oh phrasing. man i honestly i'm gonna bring hella faded back i'm gonna start saying that <clears throat> they also bring up that <laughs> Brett's it's Brett's uncle's house and he's on his second tour in Kosovo, yeah, which I thought mention. was funny. And then uh, Anik looks hella faded in that Bush Cheney tank top, right? Faded or good? He just looks hella good. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to bring it back, man. You do love your you do love you some Bush Cheney. I oh yeah, the last <laughs> Julian question. Great Bush Cheney, president. great president or greatest president? Greatest. Okay, greatest. <laughs> um but yeah he's yeah he's just where he comes in and he's got his uh, shirt on he's wearing it seemingly inside out in shame oh really i thought it was just faded you think he turned it no it's it's inside out oh yeah. i thought it was just hella yeah. faded he's trying to not uh oh that was your elevated reference <laughs> we got there got it. Oh, brett's gonna you. have a car at college and this it's is a, a very cars are great let's all agree cars are great zoe's super happy that they're going to be spending their college time together mm-hmm and Anik awkwardly leaves because he realizes these two are having a moment and he doesn't want to be there for it. Xavier and Chelsea, they apparently have drunk so much that they now need to slow down. And very considerately, Eugene's like, uh, I can whip us up a water course, (laughs) which I thought was a great line. Great phrasing, for sure. This isn't Eugene. This is Xavier doing this. Oh, okay. Eugene is is no longer... I thought Eugene would be the one that would give the water course. I think Xavier would be like, no, let's get hella faded more. Everybody party! Why are all these people in the hallway, Tom? (laughs) Why are there so many people in the hallway that they have to pass by? Well, clearly you haven't been to house parties because that's where everybody waits for the bathroom. They have a pool 
Why would anyone wait for the bathroom when there's a pool in the backyard? Now, I don't think anybody's swimming in the pool. Are you insinuating people should just stand over the pool and pee into it? Yes, just okay. pee into the pool. That's what they're there for. They're giant toilets. Uh, this is If you've read any of my Reddit pages, you'll know that uh, pools are just giant toilets. So that's, that's is one of my main ones. That's why your diving board has a big hole cut in it. <laughs> is it last man on earth? Last yeah. man on earth where he does that with the pool? Oh, it's so gross. <laughs> and oh we find walt in the bathroom in a robe this caught me really off guard i was like Walt, what are we doing here man so he's gonna he's going for he's it like everyone's gonna remember me they're gonna be like oh that walt's so cool remember when he was streaking i was like i don't know it was very strange i mean again this is where immediately the first thing i thought of was like old school with will ferrell going streaking right. but he's doing it for different reasons because he's just frank the tank and plaster drug just tank doing this for recognition but i don't know maybe he's uh he's well equipped and he wants to to share share what god gave him i don't know oh <laughs> good point tom good point i'm wrong you know what walt's making a perfectly reasonable choice here to run around exposing himself to all these people uh, especially when there are cops in the neighborhood smart 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 xavier and chelsea stumble into the bedroom and she rejects his kiss, and Xavier's like, oh, well, Eugene wouldn't do this, but I'm Xavier, and I'm a ladies' man. Yeah, and... he really goes for it. And, like, she makes that line, like, things are just drunk when you're hard. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of funny. That was but that was good. Again, he kind of, I think, similar to how, like, Brett does the situation with Chelsea, where, like, you were leading me on. Like, you said hi. Oh, like, yeah. It's the same situation here, where he's like, you said you like my jacket and my hair. Like, dude, it wasn't a promise. Yeah, it wasn't a promise. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then he leaves all upset, and then he's interviewed in the hallway, and he's like, yeah, he starts bragging about them hooking up. Yeah, because everybody in the hallway sees them going into the bedroom, so right. everybody there's like, ooh, they're assuming. And I think even Ned and Gen 1 see that, and, and Gen yeah. 1's like, oh, don't look, don't, don't look. Don't look, Ned, you don't need to see this. Yeah. And this is also where Walt appears in the robe, and <laughs> yeah. they're like, oh, they just had a three-way with that weird guy, which I thought was a funny joke. But and of course Xavier just goes with it. He's like, "Yeah, that's what happened. Like, I had a three-way. I did all this, and like, just seemingly trying to be cool and completely throwing uh, Chelsea under the bus." And I would like to give myself some kudos because I did feel like I think I said last pod that I felt like their encounter was sexual in nature, and sure. it 100 percent was. Like, she he left her stranded uh, by telling this lie yeah he tells these lies and it's crazy to me to think because like i didn't even like watching this episode of like this portion of the the show oh, yeah. i was like because this is something that i don't know it's like a delicate situation it's yeah. awkward you feel super bad for her and he is a dirtbag and then i started to think like there is a whole genre of movies that are like based around these like premises of like lying about sleeping with someone and yeah. like bragging about it. And I just I don't know. I was like, I'm this is why I don't watch these movies. Yeah, I agree. It's it's very trashy. Yes. Anyways, so we then go to Anique uh blames Xavier for zoe and brett talking because they're outside the window walking that watching that happen so i got a question for you yeah, is ahead. is xavier to blame for this or is anique to blame like anique is the one that showed up late for this party he's trying to like do all this like mixtape and all that kind of stuff but like 
he knew that like uh, Zoe wanted to kind of hang out and get together. This was a, kind of their first official date, if you would. Like they kind of made a mention of like, hey, we're going to meet here and we're going to hang out. Like, is it a little bit on him for not getting there at that party and like allowing, like getting there so late to the point where Zoe and Brett were kind of hitting it off? Listen, they try and paint Anique as a victim in this, like with what happens at the end. Yeah. Anique makes some terrible choices throughout this episode. Yeah. So I don't think this is Xavier's fault at all. But like most of us do, we have to find someone else to blame other than us. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to pick the most likely candidate. And it's that Chardonnay haired <laughs> middle part freak. Um, he starts drinking the blue liquor and Xavier's like, whoa, those are big bubbles. Make them tiny. <laughs> Make the bubbles tiny. This delivery is so great. It's so good. Xavier continues to brag throughout the party. Uh, claims he was naked wearing Brett's uncle's purple heart from Kosovo. <laughs> Almost patriotic. Oh boy, it just makes you hate him more oh, and more. Uh, yeah, I hate him. I feel bad for Chelsea. I wish someone would just punch Xavier in the face. I feel bad for Brett's uncle. I feel bad. A patriot. <laughs> yeah. A patriot. An actual patriot. That's stolen valor, my friend, to wear someone's purple heart from Kosovo. Chelsea arrives and everyone's staring. Gen 2 gets after her, like, with with a vengeance. But we also find out that there's, like, a deeper-seated thing with Gen 2. Because if you promise someone that when you turn 18, (laughs) you're going to go apply together at Abercrombie, and they break that promise, I don't know if that's forgivable. Tom, is it forgivable? I don't know if I can defend that. I mean, it's one thing if you're doing, like, Banana Republic or Old Navy, but Abercrombie, like... The Abercrombie? Right. I don't know. Yeah. Let's just think about that for a little <laughs> while. Anyways, the oh, she calls her a hoe bag, which is uh, super unkind. There's a Monica Lewinsky reference here. And I was like, a Monica Lewinsky reference for high school kids in 06. Is that, is that a thing? Yeah, it was probably kind of dated at that point. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, he was wearing a Bush Cheney shirt. So it's clearly after the Clinton presidency. I guess it's still probably in the zeitgeist. Really? Well, maybe. I don't know. All right. Well, I thought it came out of left field. And is this where she throws up on her? Yeah, she throws well, no, up not, on her. Not quite yet, because I think it, he, like, she says, like, oh, you know, Ned's going to be so devastated by this. And, like, uh, Chelsea's like, oh, yeah, Ned looks totally devastated. Oh, while he's, he's making out. Yeah, making out with Gen 1 over there. And then, yeah, then Chelsea, she bombs on her. And I do like Gen 2's response, like, my face and my boobs. <laughs> Yeah. This is so embarrassing for her. For her. Yeah. yeah. Just a jerk. Anique's in a series of unfortunate events. Anique's CD winds up in the hands of Zoe, and she thinks Brett made it. It's like a rude Goldberg. Gets like, Chelsea knocks over the trash. Walt picks it up, flips, goes into the, uh, Brett's hands. And yep. None of it made sense, but thank you, plot point. And... <laughs> Brett gets up and he's like, I'll play it for you. And he's like, please don't suck. Please don't <laughs> suck. And then Angel by Shaggy. I know mm-hmm. now the artist is named Shaggy yep. because of this episode. Thank you, episode. Starts to play. And Anik's like, oh, that's Zoe's favorite song. And yeah, like Anik takes it as like, this is a sign. This is a sign. Yeah. And Anik is clearly intoxicated at this point, right? From drinking all the blue liquor. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. I mean, I guess what we've seen in Anique being like drugged is like pass out, kind of drugged kind of thing in the after, actual like present or after party. My assumption was uh, sober Anique would maybe not make the same choices that happen here. And as he's like going into the house, 
Xavier stops him and he lets him know that, hey, had I not thrown you in the pool, you'd probably be in there making out with Zoe instead of Brett. This is where I feel like this is Xavier. Like the way he, like Dave Franco is delivering this line. Like this is now him full on Xavier. He's become the monster. Yes. He was sweet, sweet. Our, our genie boy. And now he's the monster. <laughs> the heir of Gene's beans. Who deserves to be thrown off a balcony. Oh, I don't know if anybody deserves to be thrown off a balcony. But... Anik gets upset, finds a baseball bat, and starts beating on that sweet Mazda Miata. Where do you get the baseball bat? I don't know. Got it from the outside. Maybe they, had, maybe they were hitting a pinata earlier. We don't know. That's. I feel like Walt, Walt would probably put up a pinata. Walt's got activities. <laughs> I guarantee there are activities throughout the house. Xavier and Anik get into a very high school fight. Oh, um, so good. When he starts spinning around, he's like, that's my move. And they're just like slapping hands. Slapping. Oh, so good. But the best part of this is Brett shouting things in the background. Like, he's hit him. super jazzed at first. Like, fight, fight. Yeah. And then just slowly starts to get like, this is just, this is sad. I think he shouts, stop sound of musicking when they <laughs> yeah. have their arms out and they're spinning. And. Brett yells, hit each other. And Zoe's like, don't say that. And Brett's like, this is hurting everyone. Like, (laughs) there's no violence here. This is hurting everyone. Which I thought was a great line. The cops show up. They break it up. Everyone starts to run. Classic high school movie. The cops show up and everyone runs. Joe, there's one character that's not running and is just standing there the whole time? No, who? Indigo. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, you can see Indigo in the background just standing there, just watching it Oh, not doing anything? Tom, were you ever at a house party where the cops showed up and you had to run? Uh, I wasn't. I've heard of these back in high school, but I did not partake in a lot of these high school parties. Okay, I was at one. I had to hop a back wall. And then I realized, I'm not drinking. I'm not doing anything wrong. I can just walk to my car. Well, you jumped the back wall and now you're trespassing. <laughs> you weren't doing anything wrong. I was like, why am I running? I literally, I'm, at the, I, I'm not drinking. I'm uh, perfectly fine. Anyways, so <laughs> those walls are tall and cactus are tough to get by. Oh, boy. Are the cops racist, Tom? Uh, Yeah, probably a little bit racist. Because like, I think they don't uh, arrest Xavier because Xavier's like, oh, yeah, my dad owns Jeans Beans. Like, oh, we go to Jeans Beans all the time. Guy gives us free, uh, guy gives us free coffee. <laughs> yeah, and I do appreciate how Anique's like, uh, my dad uh, works for AT&T. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, you know. I would say arrest him immediately. AT&T is the worst. Oh, okay, okay. But that's just me. Sure. Something about me. Yeah. Um, but we yeah, know like... You, we know your <laughs> your well-known bias towards uh, phone companies. Correct. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, the cops, like, say, like, hold on their Barry Bonds, which is like, yeah, it's kind of a bit bit on the racist side. I mean, he's got a bat. He's got a bat, but, I thought. He, yeah. he looks pretty jacked in that tank top. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I was like, okay, so there's... I, I felt like... I don't feel like the show was like trying to point it out, like that they were racist. I just think it was optics of it, or yeah, yeah, it was there. Anyways, X decides to press charges, uh, which means Anik's gonna lose his scholarship, and we see that X Xavier, I like to call him X. I just started doing it, and it feels good. (laughs) Was waitlisted, so when Anik makes the case, I'm gonna lose my scholarship. Xavier's kind of like, oh, well, that scholarship shall be mine. And he's, like, pleading. He's, like, saying, come on, man, like, don't. Like, you realize how how devastating this is going to be for me, but he's not having it. Listen, if someone took a baseball bat to my car and the cop showed up, I would not be like, oh, he's cool. It's fine. 
I would be like, he went into a rage and beat my car up with a baseball bat. Yeah. I would like to press charges because I would like my car paid for. Um, and beating someone's car with a baseball bat is not a reasonable expression of your insides. Well, this is a good example of when violence is not the answer. Okay, I was this just going to say. the other 50% of the time, okay. Tom. I mean, and it is a Miata. I mean, you just don't do that to Miatas. Great point. <laughs> a classic American muscle car, the Mazda Miata, <laughs> should car. not be beaten with a Louisville Slugger. I yeah, agree. but I, I, I think your sentiment earlier in the pod, like saying like, they, the show paints Anika as just being this, like, you know, lovable character and all that stuff. But he's got some, like, violent tendencies and stuff here. And this was not – this was an overreaction for sure and kind of potentially points us back at, like, like is he a murderer? Does he have these tendencies? And, and could he have snapped at the at the party? Listen, now that I've seen him in a tank top, I know he could lift Xavier up <laughs> over his head like – uh, Darth Vader does to the Emperor <laughs> and just toss him over the balcony. Even drugged? Even cat roofied? Even cat roofied. And then in exhaustion, he goes and lays down. It's <laughs> a big workout. <laughs> oh, man. Walt's naked at the door. I love this exchange. The cop's like, hey, party's over, son. Go back to go back inside. Put some clothes on. Just the way the cop says, like, son. And yeah. I thought it was great. Oh, and he's just like, all right, officers, have, have an incredible night. Have a great night. Party's over. <laughs> then we go, we're back in the present. And no one seems to care about Walt's story. Like, he's trying to kind of end it by saying, there I was, naked as day one, in front of the popo. <laughs> and, yep. like, nobody cares. And then it just jumps to Ned, like, wait, Chelsea, you didn't sleep with Xavier that night? Yeah. Like, it just immediately craps on And her. then Gen 1 blames Anique, claiming, hey, these are all reasons why Anique is probably Which the guilty one. I think is fair from her perspective. Fair. I agree. Chelsea jumps on her for saying, like, oh, that's somebody what you know, somebody would murder somebody would say. They're trying to place blame on other people. I agree. Um, Thomas should say this at the top. I am not a police detective, but I'm pretty sure one thing you want to do is separate witnesses. Like So they can't all, get their stories together. Yeah, and all these people should not be like sitting in the living room together. There's this is a big house. Let's <laughs> move people around and like have them sit silently while we gather statements. Yeah. But that's just me. Not as fun of a show. Well, I think this is that's Culp's job, right? Culp you can still have people in the same room and Culp is supposed to be there like overseeing this to make sure they're not I'd put talking. everyone in a different room. Okay. I'd separate them all. That's what you you haven't gotten to gumshoe level yet. I haven't gotten to gumshoe level with my gumshoe friends. They they start to then blame Gen One. Yeah. They're like, hey, <laughs> casting blame is the first thing a murderer would do. Uh this is where you get Jasper like he's saying, Oh man, it kinda does make sense. It's, it's a pregnant woman. She's like, You kill someone and you birth a new one, the number stays the same. <laughs> the number stays the same. <laughs> And I do like once he says that you get a quick cut to like Ned and Ned's like, oh, she doesn't do anything these days, like almost making it seem like, oh, she doesn't do anything. So she can't be the murderer, which I thought was like a throwaway line from Ned. Like, oh, she she doesn't do anything these days. That's great. That's great. (laughs) Zoe's like turns on Brett. She's like, you didn't you lied about that mixtape. Our whole relationship was a lie. I was like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's let's slow down here. Okay. You were married to this guy for 15 years. Yeah. Like... Well, we don't know when they got married. Okay. You were with this guy <laughs> okay. for 15 years. And was there no, like, redeemable moment in those 15 years where you fell in love with this guy? Mm-hmm. It was like, 
He made the CD. Oh, if that's a lie, all this other time spent together was like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, he had a car. I mean, we don't know what point okay. he got the leather jacket. He made, <laughs> he made a fixed mix CD. He had a car. And on those things, this foundation of marriage in which they have a child mm-hmm. was built. And I just have a real problem with like well, that he's, being a... Yeah. We know he's not a gentle lover. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what. I don't know what it is, man. I'm oh, with it's you. erase the finish. I am with you. I don't know. I thought that was uh, a strange thing to be upset about. He sounds like he was a pretty terrible partner through most of it. And, yeah, anyway. partner in chemistry class, partner in life. Yeah. Danner asks Anique about uh, his grudge towards Xavier, and Anique's response is to aha, pull out that note. <laughs> yep. And I really love this. She takes it from him. She like looks at it. And, oh, he's reading the lyrics. He's like, wait, all this rhymes. Yes. And then uh, she takes it from him and she immediately puts it up to the thing on the wall. She's like, yeah, this is Xavier's handwriting. He made up a bad song, ripped it up and threw it away. Yeah. That's why she's a detective and Anique is not a detective. And they haven't done a lot of that with like, I think in the first episode, they kind of like let us know that Danner is a very right. talented and, and good detective about right. like the art and the stuff on her hands. And this is another one like cause she saw on the wall the writing and like his his writing style and boom immediately put it up there right and we called this tom we, we did. said it was going to be a song yeah you did that was all you man we tom we're partners okay so everything <laughs> i get credit for you get credit for all right and everything we do wrong you did wrong <laughs> so she's like it's a song and a bad one and then xavier rolls up and he's like hey and he's in a neat ear and i love ben schwartz he's like Xavier wrote diary on your neck. That's why you don't have a sample. He died. He perished. <laughs> when he says he perished, I was laughing so hard. Uh, it was great. And then like, uh, um, what was it? He's like, yeah, I know. And like, boom. And then he just separates like real quick. I yeah. love that super quick yeah. cut. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> this guy's story, Anique, he points to Walt. Still doesn't know his name. Nope. This guy's story shows that everyone had a reason. And then... Zoe steps in and she's like, you haven't talked to me. Mm-hmm. They're like, you didn't have a grudge against him. I didn't have a grudge until tonight. Well, she, she dun, says, dun, dun. <laughs> like her grudge started at the beginning of the night. Is that is that tonight? Like the night of the murder? Or yes. is that the night back then? No, I understood this to be the night of the okay. murder. Because I almost thought potentially Murder, be, murder, murder. <laughs> it might have been like she didn't have a grudge against Xavier, but then like... She had the friendship with Anique, and then uh, Xavier got him seemingly kicked out of Stanford. Then, then Zoe hated Xavier because of it. Maybe, but I don't. I don't think that's the case because of all the time that lapsed. And I see what you're saying, and I see what you're doing. But the way I had it, I think she says like tonight. So I assume she meant the night wanna, of the party. You want to speculate what uh, what happened? Listen, Gen Two, man. Gen 2, I feel like Gen 2's uh, handprints are all over this. Fingerprints, footprints, everything. What? I think, Expand. Uh, well. What, what does that do with Zoe, though? What does that mean with Zoe? Well, I'm, I'm talking Zoe's about like. a red like, herring, Tom. It's not Zoe. But, well, I guess, okay. So before we get to, like, murder suspects, what what do you think? Yeah, this guy goes saying murder again. <laughs> what do you think muck duck suspects? K is the least uh, menacing of all the letters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's 
what do you think is going to be Zoe's reason for like why she had a grudge at uh, with Xavier at the end of the night? Do you think she learns about the unique stuff back in high school? Like, what what do you think Zoe's grudge is? I would assume Xavier has done something to someone. Yeah, like Anique. And maybe while they're on the helicopter, he like brags about oh, it. Oh, that's fair. Okay. And then that time. she's like, oh, I'm going to throw this guy but didn't off they the have... balcony over my head <laughs> like Darth Vader does to the Emperor. Didn't they have an argument at one point in somebody's mind movie? Didn't we see them like arguing on the balcony? Or were they just kind of talking up there on the balcony? Because they've been alone on the balcony we've seen. You know what? I don't remember. I'd have to go back. I feel like they're talking on the balcony, okay. but I don't remember an argument. argument. Okay. But I think ultimately it's going to come down to Jermaine. Jermaine's the killer. Jermaine, the detective coming in. We haven't in. met him. So but... where 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 are you at? So you said Jennifer too. I still am very perplexed. I'm just going to keep naming characters because okay. I have no idea, Tom. Okay. I feel like Ned, like they gave us a little bit of like Ned potentially being a killer as a dark horse. Like he is now so upset about Eugene that, you know, he's with Gen 1. He wanted to be with Chelsea. Like maybe, I, I think it's probably not going to do that. I think they're going to go with a, a killer that was one of the mind movies. Give us some more, more detail. But the more I kind of like thought about this, I almost think that the way the show is presenting it is that everybody has a reason or a grudge to take out Xavier, but we haven't really seen it from Xavier's perspective. And maybe the reason he came to this party is because he's the one that has a grudge or has revenge that he's trying to exact. Because I think even the Jennifer's mentioned at one point, like, Oh, a lot of people seemingly are coming to this uh, reunion because they heard Xavier's going to be here. So I'm wondering if maybe Xavier is going to the reunion to try to maybe like reconnect with like Jasper or like has a revenge plot against Jasper because of like how they broke up and like how they ended that little bit. Because like you said, they kind of twisted Jasper's bit and now he was the one breaking up the right. band. Um, so maybe it's like, I still kind of think it's, it's Jasper that did it, but maybe it wasn't Jasper intentionally murdering him. Maybe like they were having an argument on the balcony uh, Xavier was the one that was like being the aggressor and ultimately got pushed off the balcony. Sure. By. Sure. No, I, I like all that. I gotta be honest. I have no idea. Uh, the <laughs> show's done a good job of either hiding it or like, we just haven't gotten the evidence yet. Mm-hmm. I do think that uh, the number one rule of thumb in a self-defense case is you look guilty. If you try and hide it and you don't come forward. The first thing you need to do is just be like, hey, I threw him off the balcony out of self-defense. <laughs> because when you um, like cut up the body and put it in trash bags and then throw it into the Galveston Bay and then you're like, oh, I killed him from self-defense, all the stuff afterwards looks a little bit suspicious. Wait a minute. Does is this entail with the body you found? No, 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 no. no. Different this story. Is, Different story. This is uh, Robert Durst, the Robert Durst uh, murders. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. wow. Um, got real yeah sorry it happens murder happens <laughs> it does. that's what my bumper sticker says <laughs> anyways i enjoyed this episode um some takeaways they're all guilty uh we're all guilty no one's innocent and the world's a dark dark place oh and we're sponsored by friendship lying and what was the third one dang it i can't remember anyways Corey. Um, chlorine so then chlorine thank you which is super expensive um next episode will be zoe i'm interested in this i'm interested to see how it goes i think at this point the final episode is aired right 
I think it's airing know? today or tomorrow. Yeah. So okay. I'm being very cautious of, and if people are joining us, I would do the same. Be cautious with watching the next episode. Right. I mean, even in my Google news feed, this popped up because Google knows everything. Yeah. And I had to like shy away from the headline and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hey, send us your guesses. You can get us at teambingepodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at teambinge. Or the Instagram we uh, we'll kind of post some stuff there. We pop new episodes, but uh, and we got a website. Pop on a website and hang out. It's fun. Yeah, send it through the website. Uh, what we would don't want you to do is watch the last episode ahead of us and then spoil it for us oh, because man. that would be devastating. And I don't know how we'd do. Uh, those of you that went on Apple Podcasts and left uh, left us five star reviews to even out those one star reviews. We appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Appreciate you. And now that you've shown a willingness to do it, go ahead and create another email account and do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where you were going. That was great. Oh, man. Yeah. A burner email account can yeah. help with a lot of things. As many as murder, you want. Murder, reviews, murder. All right. Well, we will see you next week. I have been Julian. And I've been Gumshoe Tom. Adios, everybody. Mm-hmm, bye. <laughs>